Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Uh, Abria, Paul, Travis, you did it. Congratulations. Yeah, Travis, you were not trapped as such, uh, but you were very very instrumental in doing the freeing. Yes, you did very well. Thank you. Thank you, Uh, Farmer. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, look, I, I, I really enjoy this room. I playtested this not long ago, a couple of days ago, uh, and it's a, it's a great room. And you guys did really well, I think. I think you, you, you got everything. You, I was so worried. That we wouldn't get out of the mausoleum? No, well, no, it wasn't that. It was that you were going to get out of the mausoleum and then have an entire new puzzle that you had had to do. Because I didn't think you were, you were doing the, uh, the tombstone puzzle at all. I was like, oh, they still got this whole tombstone puzzle to do. Uh, but you had solved it already, which was lovely. You had made your own props. <laughs> and maybe mm. an explanation of why Travis was doing so much heavy lifting on getting you out of the, <laughs> of the mausoleum at the end there. It's fine. Well, here's, here's, here was my approach. I was like, I can't solve this puzzle. I'm checking out. But I can solve the next bunch. We to be honest, we having a jigsaw... It. Having a jigsaw in escape rooms is a really good part of that when someone isn't yeah. getting those aha clicks, but they still have something to do that is essential and still feels like mm. a really good accomplishment. It just does, you just already know what you have to do from the beginning. So you don't have to <laughs> fumble your way to that. Mm. It's a it good also, thing to have. It embodies, uh, so like when I do escape rooms with people and I'm like, you know, I, I'm not really this bossy, I always ask, like, do you want me to give you some, like, if it's their first time, do you want some pointers before we start? And the thing I always say is, like, there is no reason for everybody in the escape room to be working on the same puzzle, right? Like, if you're working on a puzzle and you hit a point where you can't come up with anything else, say, here's where I'm at with this. Can somebody take over for it? And I'm going to rotate to something else. Absolutely. But when you start to get that, you get in that too many cook situation where it's just like, okay, we got five voices all shouting different things while one pair of hands is trying to put the thing together. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And so it actually worked great for me because I was like, yeah, I'll work on this. And then when we came out, I was like, I don't know. And you guys were like, yeah, we did it. And I'm like, perfect. (laughs) Brilliant. Because I (laughs) have not taken the time to do it. Yeah, the in-universe magic of how certain tasks manage to get done is yeah quite extraordinary. That from inside the mausoleum you were able to solve that. <laughs> True. Again, but, explained cool. in the fiction that we were raised knowing it, so we just walked yeah. out and went, "Oh, yes. the things we would, that we've read a bunch." As Lord and Lady, we would as a couple go and stare at those gravestones daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that was called society. Yeah. yeah, and that's why our son became a farmer. I, I also want to say uh, thank you, Bill and Danny, for not holding us to that fiction. To be like, yeah, but you yeah. can't tell them that, so you don't know. That would have made it not fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah what if it was where... just two hours of us not talking to Travis? Yeah, well, there's, there's, <laughs> a there's a moment like when you're designing this room and when we were playtesting it, we were thinking like, is it going to be fun or terrible? to like silo off the information. Like here's something you can see, but here's something the others can see. And and then like try and get you to mime it to each other through glass. We have done this. We have had to do it before and it is little bits of fun in small mm. bursts. But you know what? You you guys are all super key role players. I, I figure you, you get the image. You get what it's going for. Yeah. It's cool. I've done, a, I've done a couple of escape rooms now where there is some kind of like, sectioning off of stuff that you have to but it's either uh that there is a like window in the middle to show things and talk through Mm. or it is all like a repetition thing i did one where you uh the only way that like these names were read off is if the curtain was closed and you were sitting in the dark 
So like someone had to sit oh. in the dark and hear these names whispered around them as they called out the names to the people outside who were placing oh, the things fun. together. Yeah. And like Ooh, that kind tough. of sectioning off of information of like you're repeating it because the others can't hear it or mm. you're describing it because other people can't see it or yeah. you're holding it up. But there has to be some kind of easy exactly. way to do it. Like one of yeah. the very first rooms we ever did, not made, but like played had that with like, you know, a maze where you've got a magnet taking a key through a maze, but you have to be on the other side of the wall. So one person on the other side can tell yeah. you, go up, go up. Oh, you went too far up. Yeah. Now the key's dropped. Okay, go back there. And like that sort of stuff is fun. But again. People roll their eyes at the magnet maze. I like I them. It. The magnet maze is good. Um, but <laughs> in audio, it becomes a lot tougher as well, um, mm. especially yeah. for people to follow. So we we toyed with the idea, but we decided against Instead, we just mean. figured, let you do the stuff and we'll just keep lampshading it. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. Uh, once you get to the end of the puzzle to hear like, oh, here's the 97 ways in which we alluded to the solution to get out without <laughs> at all getting there. Yeah. My, How yeah, delightful. My favorite, what I love is looking back on it. When you first introduced the pedestal, you were like, it's a really simple pedestal. And I know now from like a GM point of view, seeing it back, you said like, how do I make it clear that there's nothing special about that? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. yeah. I'll literally say it's a simple pedestal. And then yeah. us three idiots for the rest of like hour and a half was like, what about the pedestal? Anything with the pedestal? the pedestal? Tell me more you about this pedestal. I Can I lift up the pedestal? As a, as a guy who runs a lot of, a lot of uh, role play games, my theory is that pedestal is a really interesting word. Mm. Oh. I agree with you. And I use plinth as a substitution all the time. Oh, nice. What? Oh, not for plinth. nothing. Uh, just complete plinth. aside. Um, a friend of mine ran a D&D game once. Uh, in which the players went from level one to about level twelve to defeat a uh, evil necromancer, whose name was uh, his name was Balar, and <laughs> sure. he had made an altar out of bodies, which was referred to as the flesh plinth of Balar. Um, <laughs> oh, I get it. He he built the entire I, I, I campaign don't. Can you around it? that pun. <laughs> I love that twelve years or twelve levels. It's very fun to like sit and play an audio uh, escape room and realize how much my skill set in the like escape rooms I've been in has been about like lining up visual cues. And I was like, oh, no, uh -huh. <laughs> I definitely realize I'm the person in the room that like sees a setup that's like, OK, what if I like sit at this perspective, like mm. and uh, physically well, interact and look at how things line up? And yeah, like, that doesn't this was... work in this. <laughs> <laughs> this was an unlucky one that there was only like one visual sort of puzzle like that for you. Sometimes we have a couple more like that. No, it's all good. Uh, this is great. This is audio. So yeah, it's largely audio. But yeah, yeah, there was only one that had the real visual thing going on with the fenceness. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was unlucky. But Not yeah, it's interesting to hear how it feels as a variation on a, like compared to a physical escape room. I, don't, um, I cannot well, tell you how many times I redrew the graveyard every time new information was in. <laughs> but the last, the last time I did it, I left extra space. And for a time, I was looking at going, okay, so the mausoleum and these, the uh, flower beds are like, that's a pentagram. That's a, that's a pentagram. And then I was like, wait, oh, no, no, you've just drawn it. So they're all equally spaced. That's not fact. <laughs> yeah. uh, See, what's fun, I, I've just realized doing this, how much of I think my escape room prowess comes from like growing up doing the LucasArts um, mm. of oh, like uh, Monkey a doubt. Island and uh, Quest for Glory and all those games because it's like, oh, okay, use plinth on mm. door. Exactly. No? Okay, great. <laughs> use fish 
on chicken. And it's like that kind of stuff of like, eventually you start to use up the stuff in your inventory and you're like, well, it's only three things. So it's got to be two of those, right? And yeah, it's just 100%. like added, yeah, there's a there's so a reason that room. escape rooms started out as tiny flash games. Yeah, yeah, there's right? a shared kind of logic and language to the way the puzzles come together. Yeah. Now, uh, Travis, was there any puzzle in here that you feel particularly proud of yourself for getting? I was really proud of the fence one. Mm. Um, I'm not proud of how long it took me to figure out the door was hot and cold. Don't worry about that. That's not important. <laughs> You're good. There was a uh, moment where I was so sure because you said like like you were like well they've got bobby pins and of course the window that we can't get through and then we've got the whiskey that we turned into a, a hot uh, fire bomb and we've got the coal and we got like cold as water as soon as you so heard that was so cold good, water it we you can went, use that yes later. we've got those two things and we can shelve that for a minute and I was so sure I really to thought to do it, it had I was thinking like you pour them on the statues fair enough ah, or something yeah. like. But instead, the statues are just like like so cube. many things. They were metaphors. They're the hints, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's very it's metaphors kind of like for science. Hard to to reclassify. The other one that'll be funny to listen. That's interesting to listen back to is when you had only the coffin to look at. That you hadn't like we knew there was some lost information there. If you oh. listen back to the descriptions we started giving of everything, it was like Travis. Yeah, you can see through the window. You see the Lord and the Lady in there, and behind them, their coffins are in the mausoleum, and da da da. Oh, and then you'll look around the mausoleum, and there's nothing other than like you know your coffins and some other stuff, and uh, you know. Oh, and then <laughs> just just throwing the word coffin in more and more. Uh, it's it's a very it's it's interesting to listen back to these like these moments of. Yeah, have so you, when you know, mm, you know. Have you, you spent have you, so much time drawing coffins to then yeah. ignore well, that's the coffins. Like, yeah. well, I, it, wow. it was, you were saying, were you saying the coffin lid thing? Like this, I, the, like the, what I drawn was like the lid attached to the coffin, open like a vampire's house. Uh, yes, and yeah. not like thrown off. So I was like, when you said, even for the lids, I'm like, yeah, we looked at that object. Hey, um, hey, I just want to say one. how charming that was to refer to it as a vampire's house. It's a vampire house, thank yeah. you. <laughs> like if you walked into a room and you're like, and is that your house? You'd be like, that's my bed. What are you talking? <laughs> this is my that? house. You're <laughs> in my house. I, I was very charmed by that. The vampire house. It's, it's late where Paul is. Um, speaking of, I've got to run away, <laughs> Danny yep. and Paul. That's oh, why Danny I wanted to get that last question out. Thank um, you. Yes, well, look, it was lovely to have you. Um, if, Thank you. Once you once you go, we can all talk about all the secret things we really think about you. That's um, fair. I know that but, people do that when I leave the room. That's fine. But it was lovely, <laughs> oh, no, it was lovely to was have you. Sad, thank you for, for helping organize uh, all of this with yeah, some extra guests so as well. It was lovely. Um, yeah, thank you, Before Travis. you leave, do you want to, if there's people want to listen to more stuff you're doing, is there anything you want to direct people's ears to? Yeah. Uh, people can just go to McElroy.family, dot family and you will find all the stuff we make there wonderful and there'll be a link to that in the show notes below uh well uh thank you travis great thank you all so much bye 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 thank you so much bye. Bye. all right so danny you had some other questions yeah well uh moving on from that abria and paul anything that you were particularly proud of yourselves for anything that oh made you gosh. feel good as you did it I feel like I truly solved none part of this. <laughs> really? So, that's not I'm true. Surprised. You solved the pay respect. The pay respect to your inner circle thing. My plan mm -hmm. was to piss <laughs> on a magic spell. Yes. And you were like, no, no, pull one out. Yeah, that no, that was, was it was good, right? That was like an immediate solution. Wall, uh, and Abria, you noted like you need some action or object that is going to count as like paying respects we question though but if pouring if it out. turned out that in the culture of our kingdom 
that Ooh. urine was a respectful liquid? Yeah. Uh, look, you have to just, if you set that up, then we can, then we have to accept that. <laughs> I would have yes-handed the you just heck spent out too, of that, Paul. You spent too much Thank time you. on buttholes, so we assumed <laughs> the other stuff wasn't important. Also, a fact. Let's get into this, because I would say, if you look at a biological definition, uh, your entire intestinal tract is actually outside of your body. Oh, so, we get into weird so stuff So technically, here. that couldn't possibly be your yeah. innermost circle. That's outside it, the body. It's just the thing that a, a body is just a bunch of cells clumped around a tube, so the tube is yeah. not your body. Technically, you're a donut, and uh, yep. so actually... <sighs> Something else should be your innermost circle. Um, As someone who has dug around in cadavers, you're correct, and I don't like it. Don't say it. Follow-up question. What have you dug what? around in cadavers for? Yeah, I've also I, dug around in cadavers. I haven't, and I'm really jealous. Let's, let's, I was let's get the cadaver crew. for a very short Yay. amount of time. I'm a, and, I'm a failed biochemist. I, oh I God, did biology, yeah. but just didn't get to do humans and so much. I am a chemist. Well, for, he did forensics. There we now are. we all do this. Yeah, um, for us. I never got to play. I never. We never got to mess with cadavers because I did like biochem slash biotech. Mm. Uh, I got to deal I with roadkill a lot. Okay. Mm. I got to accidentally cause I think two laboratory fires. Um, <laughs> oh I I set fire. I accidentally <laughs> set fire to my friend's head. Um, oh. I inadvertently released a lot of locusts into the Liverpool <laughs> ecosystem. <laughs> And oh, I was directly responsible for um, knocking a partially decomposed cow's head off of an X-story building. Paul, you are a one-man biblical plague. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, Prince of Egypt was about the, you. The yeah. failed part of the failed biochemist. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say. I find it endlessly charming that uh, my very silly, uh, pseudo frustrated, why don't we just make a Molotov cocktail could have worked. It was, it it was basically it. right. If that hadn't been said, would anyone have thought to use the whiskey to make fire to heat up the door? I don't think that would have happened. And I love the way you described like the fumes catch. And I was like, great. I'm not going to do anything with that hint. I go I watched, off and kneel in the corner. <laughs> I, I watched so many videos or tried to watch so many videos just saying, what exactly happens if you just put fire to the top of a bottle of alcohol? Mm. And most people don't do that with bottles, it seems, but with glasses, yeah, it just turns into yeah. one of those flaming shots. But it is true. Yeah. I made a Molotov cocktail in the playtest. I used it to heat up the, the window and get the hot to the cold <gasps> to smash the window. That's the correct solution. Yeah, that's oh! what it is. That is yeah. correct. Uh, the but the the using the whiskey as the form of respect was was not now in our no uh, I went with I went we with flowers, flowers but like, there was absolutely like no reason to reject yours it was very it's equally a, as a, valid it's, an act it's of clearly respect. respect so we we kind of <laughs> it's in. join you there um I will say Paul the thing that I thought was very impressive from you straight away very early on the fence was the fence oh my gosh absolutely saw the fence. And you just Crushed went, it. well, there's something else there as well. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, but it was the, perfectly What great. I like about that moment. is exactly my tone. It is the, uh, I've assumed, <laughs> I've assumed the, uh, the tone of a man awaiting praise. And then um, I contributed nothing else to that puzzle. <laughs> but but that's good. Um, actually, guys, you haven't solved this. 
(laughs) You should be extremely proud of that. And as far as escape rooms go, that is an extremely valuable skill. Mm, Every escape room has something like that. You need some ability to recognize a pattern in one form. I assume, Abria, that's the sort of thing that you're saying you're good at with the visual side of those. Yeah. Yeah. That is so So delightful. So uh, also, cool. you were the one that solved you. You busted out the flower, the flowers inside the headstones, right? Yes, that you was a good teamwork. Well. Incredible, like, the, the the rose and the that was a very <sighs> nice <sighs> team effort because I think one of you sort of went like, "Oh, pots and pans." Yeah, pans I think Travis saw the pans, like but then thought it was yeah. approximate, and then we couldn't quite. And then like the fact that Paul, you then keyed into, "No, no, they are literally written letter for letter." Uh, uh, was a great. It, that it was a beautiful. Joint solution. I thought you did very well together. So, 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 Paul, what impression has this given to you of escape rooms, yeah. considering this was your first time? Are you going to go do more? Yes. Well, here's the thing. I've in this is the, the first escape room I've been able to do because it's not. I've not done any before. I've tried to. So, <laughs> at the the castle where I met Travis, I was going to do the escape room, but I had to work, so I couldn't do that. I mm. was shooting a show. Um, a, re- a really good British. Was it Ted Lasso? It wasn't. <laughs> It was. It was called Brassic. Uh, it's Ted on... Brasso. <laughs> Ted Brasso. Uh, that is a... It's Ned Brasso. <laughs> That's just a very shiny football coach. Do you go to Brasso? It's like an old. It's a Victorian I... metal no, polish. No, don't... Okay, cool. Um, that joke is for anyone over the age of ninety from the United Kingdom <laughs> listening to this podcast. But they target demographic, baby. Yes. Um, I'm going after the demos no one, no other comedians are going for. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's very ineffective. No, um, I was shooting a show called Brassic, which in the UK is put out by Sky, and I think they have some kind of deal with HBO. It's a re- I'm only in one episode. All my dialogue got cut, but the show's really good. And me and some of the guys, it was on set for like a week up uh, on location up in the north of England, and we went to this escape room thing on a one day off, and they had closed <laughs> It was the oh, one day of the no. week they were, they changed their opening hours and so it was the one day of the week they were closed and Ouch. we were really gutted. Um, yeah, that's doing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, now um, you can pursue the hobby with renewed vigour. I mean, well, there's a bunch of, from what I understand from friends of mine who've been to some, there's a bunch of really good escape rooms in London, one of which is right by my therapist's. So I can go and do that when I'm really vulnerable. <laughs> um <laughs> And if you're if you're having trouble getting a group of locals together, there are still a big collection of online games out there that sprung up during COVID and are still around in places. Mm. It's other fun ways to play. Nice. And you can just Actually, come back uh, to another episode. Of oh this. yeah, you can always just Happy keep doing to do this. So. Um, you reminded me, a friend of mine, a comedian called Tom Bell, mm. built an escape room in the back of a van to take around festivals. <laughs> Oh, oh that's, a, that's a great place to yeah. have that. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Difficult to market though, because it does make you look like you're kidnapping people. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, Could you escape the back of my like van? He, he literally locks oh, people that's in very the back fun. of his van. Please. <laughs> yeah. Step inside. For the, van. the amount of like female friends I have that uh, love true crime, like I think mm. they oh, would yeah. actually love that. Like you're getting kidnapped. Escape the van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else, Danny, you think that we want to go with? Was there much, not much changed in the playtesting of this room? No, very little. The only thing that changed was that initially the words about pay respect to your innermost circle, I had on top of the gate, you know, just as wrought iron letters on top of the gate. That seemed Mm. like a place that you might put letters. But no, yeah, because I was then like, the circles and the gate lock. 
He, it he, must be the same. And I'm yeah, looking around. He, he related the innermost circle thing to the fence puzzle because I, gate, fence, yeah, gate even lock. Even when I saw the fence oh, yeah. and, I, and I'd solved I got that 4013. I was like, but how does that fit the circles? I won't put it in. I really have to find out about these, these circles first. So he um, insisted that I move it somewhere I'm else. So we moved it to the door and yeah. then it That's became fair. a little... But, and then I was least... going, they'll probably just read it and then forget about it until the but end. Nope. And that'll be no, fine. No, we were oh, sure boy, that no. every puzzle was hinging on that thing. And yeah. we're like, yeah. hey, it's mm. not for yet, but it's got to be now. You searched for so many circles. But it's also nice the, because... And everything thing... we assumed was a circle. You're like, guess, that's no, not no, a circle. I guess like, everything's rectangles now. Yeah. But the thing that's nice about this is there's a fun feeling with escape rooms. Either you want to like see something... And go like, oh, how does this work out? And and tie it to something straight away. Or it's a really nice thing to have something from the beginning. Like, where do I fit this? Where do I fit this? Mm. So you spend the whole room like, I need a circle. I need a circle. I need a circle. And eventually it's like, you see oh, that concentric was not circles. My approach. And you go, concentric circles. All right. I have circles yeah. now. Is, is... Oh, no, my approach was, do I have new information? I assume it's immediately relevant. Yes, well, jam it into thing. everything. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I was I was kind of expecting you to put that aside, and then once you got the rune, you would go, "Oh my god, these are circles!" But no, you were just, oh, "Yep, and another thing. This is definitely circles. Let's try everything circle related for this again. <laughs> Business as usual. Business uh, more circles. On that. Look at this. All great. Um, all right. I think we can probably leave that there. It was lovely to is have. There, and do you have any other comments any or other, anything or about your experience today? Uh, okay, so we're just confirming uh, the fourth drawing is a bunny. Well, it was a demon. Well. I've got to say, Danny tried to draw a rabbit and she failed. It became the idea a demon. was originally it was going to be a rabbit, and then it just turned into that. And then I went, you know what? Looks all right. That'll do. <laughs> uh, the bunny yeah. demon is going to live rent free in my head for so long. And I love the idea of those symbols just being like in a like in a bigger like like more visually cued like if you were in a physical escape room i'd be like mm. okay looking for spider symbols everywhere uh, flowers <laughs> there's flower beds this is great moon what time of day is it bunny demon are we demons like it's just very <laughs> fun that like the little red herring that i kept trying to like physically put away was like the symbols were for that puzzle and you have to stop thinking about you it. have to <laughs> let them go i was i was I was genuinely waiting for a spider to come back. Yeah, right. At yeah. some point later on, like this, and again, it's just like decades of I'm narrative so sorry. conditioning. If, if anyone like, had said that, everything. I at least if <laughs> anyone had mentioned that, I right. at least would have put like spiders coming out of the ears of some of the dead people. Oh, fuck. Okay. And then demons coming out of some of the others. <laughs> just oh. one rabbit demon watching from the other side of the gate, always good, one step good. ahead of us. Uh, well, so this, this probably, I don't think this is a theme that I have seen in a physical escape room or in any other escape Being room. A zombie? Typically, the zombie rooms are coming from the other direction. True. Yeah, which was it's such a good. fun conceit just up top. Like, mm. hey, you're a landed gentry. You're dead. But zombies <laughs> are absolutely a thing. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, that was, Every new have... bit of information, I'm like, ah, stop. <laughs> I, did, I, I did want to talk th about this. <laughs> Well, I, I had a thought at one point, which uh, Abria, you gave voice to before I could. Uh, but in, in my th my thought process was like, oh, there's magic. And then you went, oh, yeah, I mean, we're dead. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we are, are dead. Of course there's magic. We are uh, animate, dead people. 
Yeah, yeah. magic's, a, uh, magic's probably if, a given. If there had not been zombies <laughs> in the room prior, that magic rune puzzle would have been egregiously out of place. Yes, yes. I just love the up. idea that, like, in this world, uh, coming back from the dead to defeat your enemy is not magic. That's normal. That's just Magic yeah. is a barrier. You can't walk through and you're like, yeah. what is this? I didn't know there was magic was real. Yeah. He said, while actively you, rotting. This is normal. What is that? <laughs> oh, lovely. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was wonderful thank, to thank have you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> we'll let Paul sleep. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, before you go, uh, Paul, you can start. Is there anywhere you'd like to send people to go and check out more stuff that you do? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter for as long as it lasts. <laughs> at, uh, at Paul Foxcroft or at Questing Time, which is my show. Um, and at the minute, we are, what are we running at the minute? We've got a Sunday night show, uh, which is uh, Jess Jewel, my partner Jess Jewel, running a Spelljammer game. And that's mm. running for the next four weeks, five weeks, so three weeks ish at the time of uh, the time this episode drops. Um, it is aggressively chaotic. Um, <laughs> thanks to the thanks to the players. Um, and there is an enormous discussion about uh, the commercial availability of bagged milk um, because it turns out we have our players are scattered around the globe and there are places where having milk in bags is super normal and not worthy of comment and places where it turns out makes at least one of our players incredibly uncomfortable to discuss so if that sounds like it'd be fun check that out um, i can tell from my own personal feelings right now we are going to have many listeners go and check it out for that particular reason yeah because yeah, gotta see the good times you land on the um, and, um, and that's um that's at uh, twitch.tv slash questing time there's you can watch the vod's um they are riddled with technical faults because our tech is me for this run <laughs> Wonderful. Well, look, Cheers. there are links to all that in the show notes as well. Um, and uh, Abria, is there anywhere you'd like to send people? Yeah, um, you can actually catch uh, the first episodes of uh, the Witch, the Wizard, the Witch, and the Wild one over in Worlds Beyond Number if you join our Patreon. So stuff should be live as of when this is released, and Wonderful. then uh, live to the public, uh, sort of writ large in uh, March first. Uh, other than that, you can catch me uh, running games over at Critical Role, Dimension 20, um, all over the place. And I've got some big, fun uh, projects lined up that I can't talk about yet. So just stay tuned <laughs> on my Twitter at Quiddy. It should just be my first name, but it's not. I don't know why. I'm too lazy Wonderful. to change it now. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. And for people listening at home, if you want to help support the, the show, uh, go and... Tell a person about the show, leave a review, tell a friend, tell an enemy, jump on Reddit, jump on Twitter, jump on Mastodon and, and spread the word. Uh, there's also a new uh, mystery over at Solve This Murder. So it's back now for this. I believe you should have the first part, first two parts of a nine part mystery uh, where we do our own version of Murder on the Links, an Agatha Christie novel. Uh, we just did a public domain one this time. It was a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> You can also help support the show if you sign up for our Patreon. Uh, anyone at any level can appear as a NPC in one of Danny's rooms. And so, once again, thank you to the four people who we put into this one. Yes, Tom, Olivia, Jay, and Cheryl. You Town are now founders, the founders. Rulers Shout out to the founders. Guilds. Mm. Uh, and there are bonus episodes. You can hear all the playtest audio or uh, our series of solving two-minute mysteries and other weird fun stuff. There are badges for our $10 donors. Go and check it all out. Uh, it's a great way to help support us and the things that we do. All right, thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, thank you so much for Bye, being with everyone. us today. You were great players. <laughs> <laughs>